Join me for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Eric, Eric, can you call roll, please? Okay, Bartos. Present. Bender. Here. Berlin. Here. Golic. Here. Flesh. Here. Mansfield. Here. Church. Here. Skelljack. Here. Light of Cloud. Here. Great. Everybody's present. Um, next on the agenda, we have the approval of the January 4th, 2023 meeting minutes. Um, did anybody have any uh, further additions or edits that um, need to go? Okay, hearing none, I'll make a motion to approve the January 4th, 2023 meeting minutes as presented. Do I hear a second? Second. Okay, motion by Scaljack, second by Berlin. Roll call. Bartos. Yes. Bender. Yes. Berlin. Yes. Golic. Yes. Flesh. Yes. Mansfield. Yes. Church. Yes. Scaljack. Yes. Light a cloud. Yes. Thank you. Motion passes, nine yeas, no nays. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, who seconded that? Um, Berlin. 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 Sorry, yep. Next on the agenda comes the meat of our meetings. Um, we have our commission review and uh, to discuss our potential charter update topics. Um, as you recall, last meeting um, we kind of uh, whittled down a three or four of the ones that were on the list. Um, we still have approximately, I think, 11 or so um, that are on our, our current list um, that we'll go through here uh, this morning. Um, and out of those 11, there were two or three that were kind of, um, we had sort of split decisions on and a couple of them that were pretty adamant that we wanted to discuss more. And then there was a couple more that um, we kind of kept on there just um, in passing sort of uh, to give a little bit more discussion. Didn't seem like there was a, a ton of um, uh, movement to, to, to push things, but you know, certainly we'll, we'll discuss those again. So, um, you know, the goal for today, I think we need to, um, you know, get some of those ones, um, you know, further down the list and, um, you know, get it to a, a working number um, so that we can really start narrowing our focus in on, you know, a handful or a little bit more than that. Um, I do have a, a little sheet that I'll pass out to everybody um, and maybe at the end of the meeting after we've all discussed all the topics um, we can all rank kind of the 11 that we have on here now you know from each person's um, most important one that they feel and then on down and we can just kind of tally those up and see if there's a you know, major consensus on a handful um, on the high end or the low end, and then we can really, you know, kind of start focusing on, on that. Um, and, uh, you know, as we move to our next meeting, we'll probably need to start getting um, some requests to um, Law Director Maddie to um, have him start um, putting things into um, legislative form or into charter form so that we can review what the language would potentially look like and then determine if those are things we want to push push onto the ballot um, and or make continued edits to that language um, and see where that that takes us so you know over the next you know couple of meetings in february i hope by the end of february we've really got everything kind of tightened up as far as um, you know the ones that we want to move forward with and um, you know we'll vote on those formally at, at at a certain point there and then um 
as once we've got that, then we move towards putting together the pamphlet that we need to get out to um, to the public to describe what those things are going to be, push everything on up to council. Um, I think beginning of June is the deadline, right? So um, we still have time, but um, you know we do want to kind of get focused in on on some of these and um, you know kind of go from there. Um, and again, some of these things that we're looking to discuss um, are relatively simple minor fixes um, or, or suggestions. Some of them could require, um, you know, a little more creative language that would have to be um, edited on there. Um, some of these things, you know, while they could be things that we push forward, maybe they're not super important. They'd be nice to have, but don't necessarily have to have them and so we really want to focus on the ones and make sure we get the ones that we feel we absolutely have to have um, those are the ones we should spend you know as much time as possible on and, and really get those things um, to the point where you know we feel we can vote on, on moving those forward so um, that was kind of my comments on it and kind of the goals for today you know maybe you know get a couple of these um, borderline ones discussed and move on them one way or the other, um, whether they continue on or we, we drop them off the list. So um, with that, the first thing on the uh, on the items to review is in Article 3, which is the section on the mayor. Um, and again, this was the mayor residency requirements. Um, currently, as you all know, um, the requirement that we're discussing is um, how many years of a, uh, to be a resident uh, to run for the mayor. It's currently at two years, and we've had discussion of whether that is um, an appropriate number, if that's something that we want to increase um, or, or keep the same or reduce, whatever the, you know, the feeling may be. Um, just looking back at the last meeting, this one was one that was kind of sort of uh, I don't want to say totally split, but there was um, there was not a, a big majority that were you know favoring one way or the other, but um, definitely worth you know talking about a little bit more. Um, the more I've thought about it, um, again, I I think that it would be you know if we went up to like four years, that would be fine. If it stated two, that's totally fine too. It hasn't been an issue um, here in the past, but um, you know. I'm not, you know, one way or the other adamant about either either way, but certainly I'd be open to hear everybody else's thoughts if you've had a chance to, you know, think it, think about it a little bit more. Um, I don't know, Jessica, do you want to start on that end? Um, thinking of the mayors that we've had in the past, um, were any of them at the two-year mark, or were they all residents for many, many years prior? Is I mean, I yeah, I mean, yeah. basically since, what, 72, we've had basically two mayors, and right. <laughs> they've been here their whole lives. So that's not, again, it's really more of a looking forward, yeah. you know, yeah. issue. Um, the only reason that when, it, when, I, when I first read into it, when we were looking at it, um, as far as the mayor position is concerned, the only reason I thought well, maybe it makes sense to have a four, you know, be here for four years or some number higher than two was, you know, over the the, um, the current uh, environment in politics, um, not just necessarily here, but just everywhere. Um, there's a lot of people that kind of come out of the woodwork, and it can lead to some strange. Uh, actions and 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 things coming in into play um, you know people coming in for a, a quick hit or they think you know they they come in on one particular topic and they happen to get elected and 
you know, bad things can happen. Um, it takes just one bad election for, you know, a lifetime or generations of good, uh, good governing to, to go bad. Um, and I just think that, you know, the mayor's position in particular, you know, it's a CEO position. Um, and I, you know, two years in the community is a little light, I guess, the more I think about it. Um, Again, it hasn't been an issue. I don't know that it would be in the future if it just stayed as it was, but that was my that was my only thoughts on it. Yeah. So. Um, I think since the beginning, I've kind of been consistent, so I would go for raising it to four. Four, okay. And you're just going to go around, Greg? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Eric? Uh, I agree that raising it would be appropriate because you really can't look to the past as mm-hmm. an indicator of the future. Sure. Um, Populations are more volatile and transient than transient. they used to be. Sure. I don't like using the word transient, but yeah. that's the only one I can come up with at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you look at a lot of cities do have residency requirements. Uh, Broadview Heights just passed a four-year residency requirement by 71% margin. Mm-hmm. So voters and residents do want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the only question would be how long. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a minimum of four years, and we can take it out a little bit further than that, but you don't want to take it out so far yeah, that, you that limit. the voters don't want it. Yeah. Um, because I think one of our goals should be not putting anything on the ballot unless we're fairly confident that it's going to pass. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Joe? I agree with four. Okay. I wouldn't go any higher than that, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have strong feelings one way or the other, but four would definitely be the maximum. Yeah. Okay. Denise? On one hand, I don't like any kind of legislation that takes the power of the vote away from the people, and I can see circumstances where a highly qualified individual um, comes to town and would be a wonderful mayor, um, but hasn't been here for two years. Um, but that's a voting philosophy that I have across the board. Um, I also see the benefit of having someone in being from the town for a very long time and knowing what's going on. So I would say I will support um, putting four years on the ballot and letting the community decide if that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mike? So I guess this is one that I feel very strongly about, especially given today's societal changes and how it may happen in the future. Um, I think looking back is a good thing. However, I don't think it's a predictor of the future. and, you know, my concern is about the stepping stone that may or may lead to somewhere else and a quick win. So someone who could, and I used this example previously, hey, Mayor Ruby at some point is going to not run. And if you could move into the city of Brexville, live in a condo, establish residency requirements, and then get placed on a ballot, and you happen to have enough money behind you because for some reason, there's a good chance that you could come in and win an election on something that you don't believe. And I believe strongly that the city of Brexville and this charter commission needs to protect the city from those situations. Um, Because we have recently had people who come into the city and say, oh, we'd like to change Brexville. And my always question is, well, why did you move here if you want to change Brexville? Mm -hmm. Well, we want it to be more like Hudson. Like, well, then why didn't you move to Hudson? Um, so I think it's a, a key thing, and I would be afraid to push it out 10 more years because we don't know what's going to happen um, 
locally, societally, statewide, et cetera. Um, my number was six because it spans a voting, it expands an election, right? You can't, it's, it's a, it, for me, that was my number. Um, I think four is better than two, but I would like it not to be easy and come in. And as I said, I've been here for 18 years or so. And there's things I'm learning about the city every day that I didn't even know. And I don't see how anybody could come into the city, regardless of their background, qualifications, education, previous governorship, mayorship, or anything else, and understand the city. Um, and I think understanding the people of the city and why people live here and what's changed, I don't think they can do it in two years. I have a question about that. Sure. Say Laura Redinger moved, grew up here her whole life, moves away for five years, and then comes back. Does she have to live here for two more years? Yep. Is that how it works? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's a long a, it, time prior to the, still can't run. Yeah, prior to the election, okay. two years. Yeah. And I think it's a good question. Mm -hmm. And I think Laura, knowing the city, she'd want to come back in and say, oh, let me get familiar with this city again. But can't, can't we have it so that it isn't just prior to the election? So I was just going to recommend. We talked about that because I think Stephanie, you gave your example, yeah. right? I grew up here. I was born here, and then went. I feel like that's really starting to piecemeal. So if you're a child, yeah. if you're yeah. a great teen, like no, I don't know. I think, that, visual, I, I, I think that complicates. Yeah, no, that, that I would not suggest I doing that. that. That's a question about what determines residency. Is it just home ownership, or is it voting in the city? That's Register a great question. Voter. Because you could have a snowbird who's owned a house here for 30 years, spends more time in Florida. What would preclude them from running? I'm pretty sure it's based on your your voting um, that's, yeah, place. That's yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd have to believe that that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, like for instance, like there's folks who um, own, like maybe they own a condo for their parent to live here, um, and they live in Broadview Heights, but they at least in, I don't know if things have changed at the community center, but they could not purchase a, a pass at the community center because they were not considered a resident, even though they owned something here. Right. You know, it's just that they had, um, you know, a, a family member living there or whatever. So my guess is on the voting thing or the, you know, to be the resident, you, you've got to be living here and registered as a registered, you know, voter. Exactly. Here. So that would yeah. be like renting too, yeah, right? So exactly. I think that's the trigger. Right. And I guess that would also be a, a piece that we'd have to ask David if he was here is, is there a standard definition for residency requirement or is it something that we would have to, it should be included? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's I, something in the I don't code think that there's that. there's anything that you have to m modify on that. I mean, but I, I would just feel better if we if we are going to if it does change and we are looking at changing this one that we verify it without assuming. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah, I mean, we're not doing anything on that today just trying to get a yeah. a number and a feel for it. So, Dan, um I would be in favor of increasing it. Um 6 seems a little high to me. Um I, I understand the, you know, one election cycle plus it just feels like it's messaging you you have to be almost the the lifer or right. whatever to be really considered for government. So 6 seems high to me. Um I did think about, you know, could it be 4 years of residency requirement including the two most recent so you can accommodate those boomerang folks, but I think to keep it simple, I'd, I'd probably just be in favor of bumping it to four. Okay, Stephanie? I go both ways. Like, I just I keep thinking two is enough. You should trust your electorate. You should trust two years is enough to immerse yourself in Jabrexville into the community. If you really wanted to get in two years and learn all you can, you can sit in 
a multitude of meetings, watch all kinds of Facebook, and you could be well-versed in Brexville in two years. And should we trust our electorate to make that decision? I don't know. I wouldn't support anything more than four. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I'm undecided. Okay. That's where I'm at. Rob? I'm in the same spot. I think, you know, I think two years is fine because if you have someone who's engaged, they didn't just move in just for the election. I think when we start talking four or six, I think it's arbitrary. I don't know if there's, you know, is there a good thought process between whether it's two, four, six, eight, where do you stop? I know mm-hmm. some say maximum four. I think six is good. I think two is fine. Um, I think the mayor put it pretty well when he was talking about term limits. We do have term limits at the election. And I think, you know, we have a residency requirement. It's the election. If they're a resident of Brexville, they're engaged, they're able to serve the people, then I think they should be able to be elected. And to your point, just because you've been here four, six, eight, ten years, you might not have been an active, engaged citizen. You might have just sat in your house. So you mm-hmm. might be in the same place as someone that's been here a year and sitting through every meeting. Yeah. So I don't know if that necessarily fits what we're trying to protect because mm-hmm. you don't have an engagement requirement. Yeah, and right. I don't think I'm looking at the active, engaged citizen. I'm looking at the Stepping Stones resident, not the person who really, really wants to be mayor for the city of Brexville, but the protection for the city of Brexville from people who it's going to be a four, eight year, I'm going to come in, do what I want to do and or change what I want to change, and then I'll get bored and leave kind of deal. Um, It's kind of like, yeah, I don't have to lock my doors at home because people shouldn't want to break into my house, but... I still feel a little bit more comfortable when my doors are locked to protect my family. And I look at the city of Brexville as my family. And I would love to say that everybody who would run for mayor would have the best entrance of the city in the mind, but I don't feel that that is the case any longer. Also, I guess if they're that highly motivated to run for mayor, can't they wait until they meet the residency requirement? An extra two years. Well, the other thing, you know, to... as I was kind of looking through it and, and thinking on it, um, you know, we, we had talked about, you know, the council side of it as well, um, and they have a two-year residency. You know, for the most part, and again, this isn't to say that this will always be the case or will always be the process, it's really hard for somebody to come in and without any city experience or whether it be on a border commission whether it be as a current council person to just come in run for mayor and win that's really really hard um you know it's hard enough as a person running for council who's never been on a board or a commission or hasn't been involved in something somewhat in depth with the city to just be a new face a new name and run and win it's hard to do um and You know, to be on council, you're here for two years. If you're on council after being a resident two years, you want to run for mayor, you're going to do it at a minimum two years into your term, okay, because that's when that that next election is going to come up. So now you've been here at least four years and you've been on council for two years. Um, So I think that that kind of takes care of the reason why we don't necessarily need to look at a council residency increase because, you know, two years here is, is good for council. Um, if they have aspirations to go up to mayor, they will be, you know, they will have been on for a couple of years, two to four years um, in office um, and then able to, you know, go to the mayor's position if they win. So I think that takes care of part of the issue. Um, and again, that's kind of why 
I'm a little bit sitting on the fence, so to speak, as far as if there's a need to increase it to four. Um, I understand, you know, all the sides of it. Um, and again, I could kind of go either way. I, I don't think anything more than four is necessary at all. Um, so, um, you know, that that's just kind of my kind of last input on it. But it definitely sounds like we're all, the majority are definitely wanting to increase it. I didn't hear maybe but one or two that were, you know, it's fine as it is, um, which is great. Um, and I, I, it sounds as if four is sort of the number that everyone seems to be settling on, if that's something that we were to, you know, push forward and, and, and go further with it. So unless we have anything else, I'm going to just note that one that um, if we, you know, bring it in, when we put it in the ranking system, we'll have it at four years um, would be the, the one that, we would settle on and um you know kind of go from there and then as we rank them out see where that kind of falls in the importance level of uh all these items does that sound like a plan yep okay all right let me just jot that one down real quick okay before we go uh council uh laura or beth have anything on that one okay Okay, again, feel free to jump in on, on any of these. Okay, um, the next ones um, are all in Article 5, um, starting with the um, discussion or um, on the human resources topic. Um, and basically, uh, to refresh memories on, on this one, um, we've heard from a couple of department heads as far as um, you know, their suggestion that they, they think that um, there should be a dedicated human resources person and or uh, department uh, created for that. Um, right now, it's all kind of handled within um, various functions within the finance department. Um, and so the discussion was, is that something that um, should be left to city council to create that um, position or discuss it further? Or if that's something that we feel um, should be um, a, a part of the charter and a, a position that is, you know, essential to um, running a government and, um, you know, having that in place. Um, and looking back from the last meeting, um, we just had it as it's something that we wanted to discuss further. We didn't really have um, any major vote on it, um, but it was definitely something that folks wanted to talk um, a little bit more on. So I'll kind of open up the floor. Um, I don't know, Laura, maybe do you, Laura, Beth, do you want to give, if there, has there been any discussion within council at this point, or is it something that's maybe on your guys' forecast, <laughs> you know? separate from kind of finance function just from a confidentiality perspective. Um, I think we have the ability to add that role mm -hmm. now and we certainly, you know, this is the first time that we've kind of heard that, you know, the, this suggestion. So I think it's something that, it, I mean, my opinion is that you don't need the charter to do it, that we mm -hmm. could go ahead and do it, you know, once we have a fulsome discussion. Um, you know, when you put it in the charter, you're committing the dollars as well. And right. so I think that's always something, unfortunately, I always think about the dollars. Um, you know, do we want to require that expenditure, which would be, 
You know, do we want to require a new charter? I guess we certainly can require it from a council perspective, from an ordinance legislative perspective, and have that. But you know, as we're looking at finances, and you know, obviously look at them very tightly every year, do we want to be required to add that specifically mm -hmm. in from a charter perspective, or is it the right thing to do? We should add it in legislatively. So I, I don't know. That's kind of another. Um, so I agree with your comment that this is the first time that I was hearing of um, this need, and I really appreciated what I felt was transparent um, conversation from uh, those folks that we interviewed from the administration that brought it forward. And in my, you know, day job, um, so to speak, um, I can understand how there are kind of um, if you draw a black and white line, there are payroll compensation functions that are very, um, uh, they're repeatable, they're standardized, they need to happen, they need to be accurate, and there's a standard set of procedures to process um, those steps on whatever your payroll um, cadence is. And I think that there might be a little bit too much weight to that um, when I hear comments that the the softer side, some of the confidentiality, employee relations sort of topics um, need to have a, a, a different approach perhaps than standard processing. So I think it's um, important. I think that we want to have um, city employees who um, are valued and engaged and feel safe and respected and that they can get their paycheck on time and know that anything that needs to be handled on kind of that softer side um, has, a, has a path as well. Um, I tend to think that, um, you know, adding in a director level role via charter um, puts us in a, a skill set, a pay scale, a job description range that um, we might want to um, be really careful and thoughtful about because it is, to your point, going to require a skill set that we have to compensate for. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling like perhaps it's more of a legislation step rather than a charter requirement. Um, either way, I think some additional steps are needed to act on it. I think it's an important gap that has mm -hmm. been revealed. Mm -hmm. okay. The only other thing to add is, you know, if you think about the recent hire um, that we made, the Times all running, um, the Planning and Economic Development Director. Mm -hmm. um, we had the great fortune of finding really good people and bringing them into this. Sorry, I forgot about that. Um, we've had the great fortune of finding really good people. You know, Monica Barkowitz is a recent really good example of um, finding the right person to help, you know, um, augment and expand the team's capabilities. And so, um, you know, I think sometimes um, we've, we've taken on the ability to find that person, find the right person versus you know, having to just have a body. And so I, I think there's a balance there as well, too. And I think um, so far the city has done a really great job of, you know, the department heads are wonderful. Um, and we've had a great success. The mayor's had great success finding the right people and, and putting them into the fold. So. 
But I wouldn't take away the fact that it's, imp it's important just because, you know, my comments don't negate the importance of, sure. of the role and the, mm -hmm. the, um, the, the potential need. Yep. We'll start down on this end, uh, Rob. Can someone remind me um, who proposed this position? Is it the people who are currently doing those roles? And I mean, no, I think um, I know our director of purchasing brought it up and uh, clerk of council mm -hmm. uh, brought it up in particular. Um, and I think that it may have even been mentioned somewhere up here as well, like, uh, or at least when maybe when the topics were, were coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the position makes sense whether or not, as it's been brought up, it should be in the charter or city council. Yeah. Recommends that I'm kind of indifferent. Mm-hmm. Steph? I think this is better addressed by council, and I think that they recognize the need, and everybody's kind of acknowledged that need and that gap. So I think it'd be better to have them do it and do it right and get the right position and the right wording and instead of putting it in the charter now. And then we at least know it's going to happen because if we put it in the charter and there's a chance that it doesn't <clears throat> pass, I think it's a better for council to do it mm -hmm. that way. Dan? Yeah, I, the more I think about it, I don't think this is something we address through a change in the charter. Um, personally, I think a good next step would be for council to maybe do some sort of needs assessment, maybe engage an HR consulting type firm to look at the city's processes on like uh, what Beth said with the soft things, right? I think that's where there's probably a gap that can be addressed. Maybe it is through a full-time position or maybe aligning with some sort of third party, but payroll is obviously important, you know, but there's also the employee engagement component, recruiting and retention, development, and, you know, we've got a lot of seasonal employees and I look at the risk of, you know, lifeguards and you know just whatever the case may be I, I think it would just be prudent to kind of again maybe bring in some people that do this on on a frequent basis to uh give us a roadmap forward mm -hmm. but i think it should be done through council yeah mike um yeah just to being a consultant i've been out to hundreds of companies in this area and i've made a statement before that a company the size of brecksville would have a separate function to protect themselves against bad things that happen. Uh, small companies like Brexville used to be typically will throw lots of garbage underneath finance and accounting and controllers, IT's there. It's just, well, you're really organized, so you should do it. We're not going to let the sales department do it. Um, so I think it's something that the city should absolutely have. Um, my struggle is we have the director of public safety, the director of public service, the law director, and other directors in the charter. And it gets confusing when you have directors in the charter and then directors by title uh, created by council. And, you know, what happens if the remaining members of council are like, yeah, you know, I don't know if this is important enough or we can't, or somebody says, we're not going to spend the money on it. Um, it's just my concern, right? This is something that happens every 10 years. And Beth, I think you, you mentioned it for the two people to bring it up in a public setting, that's, for me, very telling because people aren't going to do that on record very often. And they stood up and if something is being recorded and said it. So, you know, I just think it needs to happen and it needs to happen quickly, not a year or two down the road because, you know, that's my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I think that they should, the city should definitely have an HR dedicated person um 
I agree mostly that it should be council. And you said there's like the letter we can do or what some sort of. Mm -hmm. We can give them like a suggestion. Suggestion. Letter. Yeah. That's it's on record that we reviewed it besides, you know, the Facebook Live. Uh, and we are very passionate about it being done by the city. Just not appropriate for the charter. Okay. Great. Uh, I agree with Denise. I think it's absolutely necessary. But again, if we can do the recommendation letter, but it, it, I think it needs to happen. Okay. Joe? I'm actually on the fence on this one of the right method, but I do think coming from finance, I think a director of finance could handle most of these things. And it is common that they do. I would envision something, I don't know that it needs to be a director level person to best point, but I think something still could be even under the director of finance sure. to do that. So that then, those ins and outs led me to lean more towards a council recommendation so that they could determine, I don't know that you need somebody that's been in HR for 20 years, right? Like, I don't even think it prob maybe doesn't even need to be full time because you're keeping the payroll and all that kind of stuff separate. So I agree with the Require or I agree that it's a good recommendation. I'm leaning slightly more towards a council, but I could get on board to put that in as something. But I think we just have to be very careful on the wording to not overextend the city on payroll and skill requirements and things like that. Uh, I think we do need a dedicated individual or ent entity to handle this. Uh, I really like Dave Maddie's suggestion about having. A third party, um, you know, contract it out because in an organization this size, um, HR people typically are not independent, at least that's been my observation. Their office is around the corner from the CEO or what have you. Then um, I've also been with organizations where the last thing anybody wants to see is an un unexpected communication from the HR department. <laughs> um, so I think we need one. Um, how it comes about, I'm kind of flexible on. I guess my question is, why can't council effectively pre preempt us and just do they, it? They can do it whenever they want. I mean, we can send them a letter, uh, but they can even you know, preempt that mm -hmm. if they choose. Um, but I do think we do need the, need the position. And as far as money being spent, um, once we do are spending money on an HR individual uh, department contract, once that money is appropriated and being spent, it's not going to go away. Um, nobody's going to say, okay, we've had nature, you know. Sure. We don't need it anymore. That's just not going to happen. Right. right. Jessica? Um, I'm leaning towards having city council take this. I just think that, um, you know, those, you know, in administration that are here full time, crafting the right position for the right person. Um, if it were to get to that, um, makes more sense than, you know, the commission kind of laying out those um, rules. Psychological safety is very important in the workforce, so I, I agree with everyone. I think everyone's on the same page that some type of HR needs to mm -hmm. be in place. So. Okay. Great. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same. I think that's a council uh, issue. Again, um, you know, the positions that are in the charter, in theory are the ones that you feel you absolutely have to have no question about it um you know to organize and run a city um and you know you can make the argument that in today's day and age you know the economic director um is 
you know, is a, every city needs to have that, especially a city like Brexville. I mean, it's the it helps the lifeblood of the city to get the income tax and the re, the tax revenue in. Um, you know, again, super important position. Um, not something that's in our charter or that I would suggest should be in the charter. Um, you know, there are you know IT directors very important in today's day and age. Again, not in the charter. Um, you know that. You know, you're talking, you know, safety and police and finance, mayor, council. Um, you know, those are kind of the, your your core guys uh, or core positions. Yeah, those are the non-negotiables. Um, and um, I, I agree with everybody thinking that, you know, it's, it's definitely needed, um, you know, when you get in, in today's world especially. And with the number of employees that we have, I think um, – you know, having a either a third party or or some specific person um, who that's their only role and duty is um, something that council should definitely uh, strongly consider. And um, you know, by the sounds of everything, it looks like that's uh, the group is saying that that's a council thing. Um, we'll write a little synopsis um, of the importance that the the review commission believes. Get that to council um, and state. You know the various facts that have been presented by a couple of department heads and so on and so forth. Yeah, Mike. And that you just, as you were going through your summary, the one thing that Eric you said it made a lot of sense to me that if we if we engage a third party, I would highly recommend that they serve at the discretion of council, sure. not at the discretion of the mayor. Yeah. Well, because they would probably that would probably fall in the finance department anyways, which is uh, mm -hmm. which is under council. Well, I I don't think that they should fall under finance because it doesn't break the bridge of money and service or whatever it's what you've talked about Beth the soft side and the hard side is that as our law director kind of sits outside to protect the city the HR is to protect the city from large lawsuits bad things that happen and we all know or we've all read not know um, that whenever large HR issues come up a lot of people try to make them go away very fast um, Signet Jewelers down the street had some problems years ago, and a lot of people get dismissed. So I would love to see it separated. That would be my recommendation as I, as I do it. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, the next item that we have is the in Article 5 was um, the role in contracts of the finance director. Um, and this is also... Um, tied into um, where is it it's in article six the role in contracts in the per from the purchasing director so we'll kind of hit those both together because they are um, basically they're, they're they spawn from the same discussion um, which if you recall the purchasing director um, brought up in her presentation and I have it here somewhere um, so I'll just read here. So in the from the purchasing director, this would be um, in Article 6, Section 8, in the role of uh, contracts and under purchasing. Um, uh, currently, it says the director of purchasing shall have the responsibility to make certain that all terms and conditions imposed in favor of the municipality or its inhabitants in any contract to which the municipality is a party are fully and faithfully kept and performed. Um, and then the purchasing director said, that's really not correct because that was stating any contract is that the director of purchasing had responsibilities in. Um, and 
the recommendation from the director of purchasing was to modify it um, to read where instead of saying any contract to which the municipality, it was uh, any purchasing agreement and publicly bid contract to which the municipality is a party. So she was um, being uh, much more specific as to what the director of purchasing roles are in um, various contracts, agreements, publicly bid contracts. Um, so again, um, you know, it, that was really more of a clarification of what the director of purchasing's uh, job duties or, or roles are. Um, you know, if it stayed as it is, would it impact anything? Probably not. Um, but again, it was more to um, kind of zero in and laser focus in on what is the actual role on what um, things that the director of purchasing is working on. And then circling back then, you have the same thing on the director of finance um, position um, where they have the, the same uh, same types of, of language that would need to be um, kind of clarified out. Um, does anybody have any comments on either of those two items? And again, these would be things that um, if we did want to push forward on them, um, that the law director would need to, you know, get some language to kind of specify those two um, spots, both the director of finance spot and the director of purchasing uh, language there. Um, again, I think that it makes sense to, to, to do that if it's, um, you know, whether or not it's a high priority issues is, a, is another discussion. Um, obviously, it's not impacting their their day-to-day mm -hmm. -day jobs or duties, and it's not necessarily opening up the city to any liabilities. Um, it was more just those two directors kind of saying, well, we don't really work on every contract. We only, this one only yeah. does this, and this one only does that is kind of the language on that. Question. Um, did, did anybody mention, or was it mentioned that to take it out of the charter and then let that um, be handled by council, so that what the hard the hard dollar amounts. So instead of like it's a thousand, three thousand, or whatever now. No, and that's a, those are different those are topics. Different. That's a different. Okay, so this it's not related. Just type of it's just type of that we're talking about now. Yeah, these are for like the publicly bid and um, other you know contract reviews and things like that that the city will enter into. This doesn't have anything to do with. Um, Amounts. limits or anything like that no can you give an example of a contract that would be excluded if we modified that language? like what's something that they don't review what type of contracts are they saying that I don't look at so okay yeah so she put in here so for, for instance she gives an explanation uh, both the director of purchasing and director of finance are involved in the review and administration of different contracts and agreements. For example, the director of finance is responsible for contracts related <clears throat> to economic development and financial related products and services. Um, and she just said, you know, consideration <laughs> should be given to adding similar language regarding contracts under the director of finance, article five, section two. Um, so the director of purchasing is dealing with purchase agreements and publicly bid contracts. The director of finance is um, dealing with financial related products and economic development agreement products Got it. Or, okay. or contracts. Got so it. those are at least a couple of the examples that were given. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to 
the current language just says, you know, any, con- any, contract, any contract, which it's not really true. But obviously the director of purchasing isn't getting involved in, in reviewing the economic agreements or economic development right, agreements. Right, but right. in theory, the language says that position could no, or I mean, should. It makes so. sense. I mean, I would want my job description to reflect what I do. Right, so I right. would say that I'd be... Again, I think it's something that's... It's a it's a simple adjustment if you know, and it's not it's not changing the operations of either of those positions. It's just sort of more of a clarification. I think I don't know, um, Laura. Did, has either of those directors or anything talked about any of that? We haven't further? had more discussion, but I think it's just something we probably need to have um, Mr. Matty right. just think about because there's contracts all over the place, right? And there's different people that are responsible for different contracts, right. right? So I just think it's a broader discussion. And is it maybe language that just says, you know, the appropriate department head will handle their appropriate contracts? So I, I don't know. I think it's a Dave Maddie question just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Clarification, certainly. I have no, I, we sh, you know, if there's a need to clarify, sure. But I think it's not just the economic, it's not just finance and purchasing that touch contracts. So I think mm-hmm. we just need to think broad. Yeah. yeah. Any, anybody have comments on either of those two? I agree with Dan. If the charter is not reflective of what is actually taking place, we probably should make it reflective. I mean, it's, it's a housekeeping issue. It's something yeah. that you put on the ballot, you know, it passes with a huge margin and you're done with it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah um, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Jill, Teresa. Yeah, I would be okay with a cleanup if we're doing that for mm-hmm. other things. Okay, and then uh, Denise. Yeah, cl- cleanup okay. is good. Yes. Okay. All right. Again, as long as we don't oh. limit what they can do. So I think this is right that we should talk to yeah. Law Director Maddie just to make sure clarification and cleanup doesn't sure. limit them in the long run. So say any contract now isn't necessarily what they do. But at some point later, maybe the broader sense of that helps their position. Yeah, and again, these were just the recommendations of the the purchasing director. You know, it was not run by legal to say, like, hey, this is what I suggest and that's what we should go with. I mean, we can, we'll talk with Dave and say, okay, here's kind of the thought, put something together, let us look at that. What would it look like? Are there, if we do those changes, does that impact, you know? legal language somewhere else down down the road that you know we don't know about at, at this point um and again i these are a couple of things again they're they're cleanup items i don't know that i would personally say that they're high on the list of things that you know are, are necessary to absolutely we absolutely have to have it go to the ballot but again you know they are easy cleanups if there's something that can be done and um, so I'll, I'll note those down that um, we'll it could get... be better to keep it broader language from that perspective in case sure. things do change over time and maybe purchasing might want to look at this mm-hmm. kind of contract in the future even though the individuals in the positions right now don't mm-hmm. um, so sometimes broader in a document like this is better better versus yep. so limited wants to draft things broader of course you don't want to limit of course for future circumstances that we don't know about yeah so, so you, you list have... those two or three and then say or other contracts deemed necessary or something along you those lines yeah. yeah do so, you have like a like my company has like a purchasing approval matrix so this type of spend you go to this person so absolutely. does that co- already cover um, like who you'd have to go to to get those oh. Perspective, absolutely. But from like signing off on a contract, Um, I guess maybe purchasing wasn't the right term, but 
I don't, I can't answer, I, I can't answer that I've seen a matrix for who signs what contract, but yes, there has to be one. I mean, there is. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's already okay. identified in there. There's a procedure for every, every single thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed. <laughs> and very detailed. I mean, you know, you just go back to when, uh, you know, Becky and Mr. Whiting in particular, you know, gave their presentations. I mean, there, there's, it's all spelled out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you. So that'll, um, again, that's um, both Section 2 in uh, Article 5 and Section 8 in Article 6. So um, we'll, um, when we get with Mr. Maddie next meeting, we'll um, ask him to, you know, answer a couple questions that we had on that, and then, you know, he, he can propose some um, potential language changes for us to consider, uh, you know, in a, in a future meeting for, for those two items. Um, moving on then, on the next one on the list was the, um, <clears throat> still in Article 5, um, this is regarding um, the removal, or um, yeah, um, the re removal language in Sections seven, eight, and nine, which regard Board of Zoning Appeals, Planning Commission, and Rec Commission. And the, f the term any cause, um, which is listed in there that, um, you know, at, for any cause, any member of those um, particular boards or commissions can be removed. Um, and some of us uh, had um, some thoughts and feelings that, you know, is that too broad, punitive, political? Should it be uh, limiting or, or defined what the um, potential language and reasons for removal could or should be? Um, so I'll kind of open the floor back up on that one. Um, just looking at, um, it looked as if in the last uh, meeting there was eight or nine, or I think eight folks wanted to discuss that. Um, further so um, had a pretty strong majority that wanted to talk about it um, and again <clears throat> this one if you recall Mr. Maddie did say if that is something that wanted to go towards the ballot that would be three separate um, items because it would have to be one for each of the three sections seven eight and nine it can't just be one thing applying to seven through nine so again it's a it's a three-part um, potential on that one so um, does anybody have thoughts uh, positions strong one way or the other go ahead Dan yeah I mean I I'm okay with any staying in there but I do think we should be consistent with the number of city council members if you recall yeah that's, a, is four. that's the next yeah. one yep so I, I I'm okay with with any but I would change rec commission to five okay be consistent I just feel like while it's any sounds very broad, I mean, for the mayor to want to do that and then get five, you know, five members of city council to support the removal, mm -hmm. that's, that's, there's some good checks and balances there. Okay. For me. Okay. Steph? Oh, oh, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Um, for um, BZA planning and rec, do they have like their own separate charter that gets more detailed or is it just from no. our city? Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you for clarifying yep. that. Steph? On the same page. I, I agree that keep any, but keep it consistent for five instead of four. Okay. Mike? 
kind of agnostic. Okay. <laughs> agnostic. I'm kind of agnostic on the any or just or cause. <laughs> I do agree with the five should be consistent across the board. Okay. Denise? Same. Any cause is fine. Okay. Um, I Yeah, I don't have any issue with the any cause. Again, it's a, it's a resident made up board. It's not a elected thing. You know, the elected positions, you've got to have reasons to want to remove and those are specified in the charter. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different reasons why uh, a potential volunteer doesn't work anymore or is not needed or wanted or whatever the case may be. I mean, it doesn't, it, I don't recall it ever happening. It certainly, I, don't, I, I can't think of any. Um, where it wasn't someone's term up or they moved out of town or they voluntarily just said, you know, I, I can't do it because of work or kids or whatever. So, I mean, it would take, it would have to be somebody totally not doing their, the job, like at all before that would happen. I haven't seen anybody get removed because they're just. Just because we don't like you. Just because we don't like you. I mean, yeah. typically it's someone starts traveling for work more or. Right. You know, they're like something changes, and you know they've been on for a while, and they've decided that it's time to to move on. Yeah, yeah. And I again, haven't... an elected position versus a volunteer position, I I think that leaves a little more leeway to just say leave it up to council and mayor, whatever ones are responsible for those boards or commissions, to get the right folks on if they feel hey we thought someone was good, but you know they're in over their head or whatever the case may be. Right. And, move on from it that that's my thought Teresa. it was originally my just concern or question i'm glad we mm -hmm. talked through it so i'm okay with keeping it as is okay Joe? okay with as is same Eric? okay okay yep. good all right all right that one was easy <laughs> so uh we will delete the uh remove for any cause one and great just to clarify going back to the first one in article five the human resource did we discard that we said that's yeah that one we're going to discard that, okay. that one will go to council yep from okay um and then piggybacking on i know some of them have already commented the next one was the um number of council votes to remove for section nine which is the uh recreation commission um bza and planning um has five council votes uh to remove a board or commission member um if that you know um, potential ever came up um, the rec commission for whatever reason is only showing four it only has four currently on uh, to remove from the rec commission um, I don't know what the reasoning was uh, behind that originally um, other than maybe because the rec commission is a mayor appointed position I I don't know versus BZA and, and planning are um, our council appointed um, that's the only thing I could think of as a potential. Mm. I don't know why it would have triggered um, a, a difference in, in votes. But um, so the, the question would be, is that something, um, you know, that we want to make, uh, suggest to make a consistent uh, and make the rec commission removal five votes of council uh, for removal? Um, and I know that uh, Dan and Mike said five stuff. I can't remember. Did you? I did say five. Five, okay. Um, but it wouldn't be a high priority one. So we'd be like looking at what we're gonna do and then. Okay, uh, let me just jot some down real quick. Five, five, five. Okay, uh, Rob, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm all for being consistent, but it's kind of a low priority. Sure. Okay, uh, Denise. Same, low priority, but consistency is always nice. Okay, I agree with that. Same. 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 Eric? Low priority, but a no-brainer for the voters. Okay. 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 
So those are all across the board. We'll uh, keep that one on and we'll see how it ranks. Okay. I have a quick question. Yep. So you mentioned with the any that that would be, and I'm just using that as an example, that that would be three different ballot issues. So Correct. would the finance director and the purchasing director two. updates, it would be two ballot two. issues? Yes, because okay. those apply to different just sections. Checking. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just wondering if that would confuse voters. Yep. And again, you know, all of these things is whatever things end up going to the ballot. Um, if you look back on um, the pamphlet or the um, document that previous charter reviews put together, it, it does give we give the reasons why. And, you know, that one, if, if something like that goes, we would say, you know, please refer back to gotcha. this okay. and then please refer to that and you'll see you know mm -hmm. why that's why that's being done and that that'll be part of our process to okay. explain that as well yep okay um, the last part in article 5 is um, the further discussion on adding alternates to all boards and commissions um, again this would be something that um, I believe would have to be separate for section 7 8 nine potentially ten if civil service uh, commission was also being uh, discussed and included in that um, so you're talking potentially four um, four charter amendments uh, to have an, an alternate um, put on there um, I'll just give my opinion on that one I don't think that I don't think having an alternate for those boards or commissions a is needed and B I just don't know that anybody would necessarily want to be an alternate on those and just sit through those meetings and not have i mean those like planning commissions meeting twice a month i mean those things can go for hours on end and having someone sit through that and literally may go two years without ever having any input or vote that i just don't see that as something i don't think there's a crying need for it um Again, in, in this thing that only meets, you know, once every 10 years, it makes sense to have that alternate um, and they're participating and um, it's a relatively short term thing. Um, again, that, that's just that's just my my opinion on it. And being through all of those commissions myself, um, it, it, it's it's tough enough that when you're sitting on those commissions to sit through some of those meetings, let alone, you know, when you're just an alternate for couple of years on end I, I i just think that that that's a lot um but again that just that's just my opinion on it so Can is there anything i'm sorry go ahead. go ahead rob um is there anything to prevent a commission from naming an alternate if they feel necessary or does it have to be in the chart you know i don't know i don't know the answer to that rob um that's a good that's a good question i mean i don't see how it would stop someone from doing it um well, they, i mean certainly like for instance like uh you know if the telecommunications commission or um well actually no they're on uh, if the um human services advisory board commission that isn't a part of the charter i would think that if they wanted to have an alternate they could say hey we want an alternate to sit in on, if on the this willing then i think it would make sense but making mm -hmm. it part of the charter might be a little bit over wieldy to yeah so that that's a good that's a good question. They would still have to be approved by council, though, wouldn't they? Because, oh, for sure, yeah, because yeah, okay. there are oh, well, council's approving so you, them, yeah. And and I, I would assume that maybe I don't know if maybe council could um, 
you know, sort of quote unquote mandate an, an alternate. I don't know that I don't know that the individual border commission can specifically say that. I, I don't know. I, I, that's something we should ask Dave on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. But that's a good that's a good point, Rob. Step. Can we get comments from the chairs of the boards and commissions and see how they sure. feel about this? Mm-hmm. Because me, my perspective, I'm thinking, oh, this would be great opportunity to have somebody else sit on a board, more opportunity for citizens to participate, more opportunity for backups as people phase out and great way to learn. But I don't know if that would be a benefit or a detriment to these boards or commissions. Because I know for our commission, having alternates benefit. But would it, I, I don't sit on those commissions, so I don't know. So I'd like to hear a comment before I... Mm-hmm. And going along, Stephanie, to what you said earlier, if there's someone in the community who is interested in this, I think they have ample opportunity now to watch video, uh, become engaged, attend meetings. Uh, All of them are open. So I wouldn't be in favor of making a charter amendment to mandate it. Uh, I mean, if someone could chase mayor by becoming engaged for two years, then I think that for a charter or commission or something like that, they could easily watch a couple meetings and be up to speed pretty quickly. I mean, I watch, my wife listens to every planning meeting um, on Facebook or the website or wherever she listens to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dan? Yeah, this is one I would say at one point in the process I was interested in. I thought it would be a great idea for the reasons that Stephanie just articulated, kind of the building of the bench strength, getting people involved. But in practice, though, as the more I thought about it, to your point, Greg, to mandate it through the charter, I don't, I don't think this is a – Charter issue. Um, I, I also do remember uh, Mr. Maddie me- making mention of problems that may come, like through planning and BZA, of uh, you know yeah. someone you know. If phoning. someone misses, then and that alternate's in, then that alternate has to be in on all. It, it, right. There was some. It other sounded issues. like there was some could <clears throat> muddy the water. So, you know, Adam, I, I, I look at this as a low priority one that I'm not really that excited about. So that's kind of where I fall on it. Okay, Denise. I don't think it's necessary. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't think it's necessary from the perspective of the charter. Okay. I would be no. Okay. Eric? Ditto to what Mike said. I don't see it. Okay. Yeah, I think I was the one who brought this up originally. So after all the discussions and all of the knowledge, sitting in on some of the Facebook, you know, live feeds and stuff, um, I agree. The charter doesn't make sense for it to be in there, and there is ample opportunity for residents to get involved if they just want to learn. Okay. Me being the one with the least residency on the mm-hmm. charter commission now, so thanks everyone for entertaining me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can die on that hill idea. with me in the BZA. That's all good. It's all good. It's when you. That's how you earn your stripes. That's great. No. So um, again, just hearing everybody's feedback. Um, it was pretty much all no's and one, I think, stuff was kind of like looking maybe for a little more information. But we can still certainly get that information. And Rob will ask the um, law director if that's something that, you know, those boards or commissions can do on, on their own. But otherwise, um, you know, it's a pretty strong, uh, you know, opinion that we not move forward on, on having that a, a charter. Does everyone kind of agree no. with, with that? Well, we're going to get them. Can we get Well, oh, yeah, questions? we'll get the okay. information. Yeah, they're yeah. overwhelmingly. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then, then maybe we reconsider that if they feel that that's something that they do. Okay, so. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so. Again, I, I, I think Rob should just be the permanent alternate. On <laughs> Rob, you're going to serve yeah, as the alternate like, for all the boards and commissions. Can we put that in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, all right. So I'll send an email out to those, um, to all those um, board and commission chair people just to 
get their feedback or I'll have Kristen do that. And um, then at the next meeting, we'll hopefully have some re uh, feedback on that. But otherwise, I'm going to uh, lop that one off of our, our list as well. Okay. Okay, moving on. Article 6, um, the expenditure limits and what was listed on here is combining Section 4 and 5. However, um, the purchasing director, um, I think after discussion with Mr. Maddy, um, came back with uh, the note that she sent to all of us on her updated recommendations was basically to leave those... Um, not, not in regards to the expenditure limit, but her suggestion of perhaps combining Section 4 and 5 into 1 or making changes to 5, she basically has backed off of that and said that I think maybe there was a misunderstanding between what the law director originally told her, not in these meetings, but in, in some feedback versus what was um, originally presented to us and so she's come back the purchasing director and um, basically said no no changes to that retain the current language for section five which is the advertisement uh, for bids um, so there was no other recommendation on any language issues um, her suggestion was to keep the language in in four and five as as it was um, again we can still talk about that if we want to, but she um, does not have any recommendations on that uh, particular part other than, um, as you've all heard from our various department heads, they would like us to consider bumping up the um, limit that can be spent without council approval, which is currently at, at 3,000. Um, so I think the last time that that was increased was... Was it 10 years ago or 20? I can't remember. 20. Was it 20? Okay, so it was in 2003. Yeah, it says it. Oh, the, okay, yeah. So 2003, it went up to 3,000. It, um, it was not addressed at the 2013 um, charter review. Um, and, and obviously, virtually all of the department heads talked about the need for having that go higher. Um, I know many of the folks up here have talked about that as well. Um, so I'm going to open up the floor and hear all kinds of fun numbers get thrown around, and then um, we'll get some feedback. I think you know, council will be good to get your feedback on that, and maybe where council, uh, where your heads are at, if you guys have talked about um, any of that stuff. Um, I'll just give my quick opinion on it. As far as it impacting council stuff, um, quite honestly, it, it it's really not. In my opinion, it was never that big of a deal. Um, you know, whether it was a $3,000 limit or if someone was saying it should go to 10, I mean, you're talking probably in a year, maybe 40 things that would come up over 24 meetings. I mean, again, it, and, and those type of things, you know, if, if they're in that, uh, spending range are pretty simple things. I mean, you're not spending a lot of time, you know, hashing that stuff. I mean, like literally like, you know, ordering paper for the year six thousand dollars yeah okay move on like i mean it, it literally takes two two minutes to go through that so it's not like council's being bogged down at least it wasn't in in my experience uh when it was at three thousand dollars um wasn't being bogged down now i i certainly understand on the department head side especially you know service police fire um you know they have an issue with a vehicle 
that you know either sustained damage or has a, a major mechanical thing most of those repairs or fixes on those types of vehicles fire equipment i mean you're talking big chunks that you know may need to be done immediately um and you know three thousand dollars is not going to cut it you know mm -hmm. maybe ten thousand would i don't i don't know but um knowing that and then weighing how the public is in today's day and age i think we do need to consider um i know some of the there was a, a couple of residents who had written in saying you know it should be twenty five thousand dollars i i i think if you start going up from three thousand to that kind of level i don't think you're going to get that i just think in today's day and age where everybody's really now starting to oh transparency transparency and you know we want to control every little dollar and i mean i think if if you if you're thinking something above ten thousand, i i think that is going to be pushing it um but you know certainly something higher than three thousand is definitely warranted and i'll leave it at that rob i agree there there should be an increase but again getting away from arbitrary numbers yeah. i had an idea i'd like some feedback on is could we put something in the charter that calls for an increase based on core CPI, whether it's on an annual basis or four years, so that there's an increase that's gonna occur at every set period, but but it's based on something. It's not just on a base round number from three to five or 10,000. I mean, we can suggest whatever, you know, whatever we want, I, I, I would assume. That's a good idea. That's just my idea. So that yeah. we're tying it to something that makes sense, because, you know, part of the reason is, well, Cost of goods have gone up since 2003, obviously. Mm -hmm. So they should be higher than 3,000. But what should that be? It should. I think it should be based on some thought and not just a nice round number that looks good. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, um, I'm pro increase, but I don't know what or where. But I agree with you. Over 10 is too much. Maybe tie it to some sort of index. I, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought that through. But yeah, increase. I think it's needed. So here's my hot take. I just got <laughs> it. Like in the last minute off these two comments. See, I like the CPI thing. I do think there's a need to increase it. The number I had in mind uh, was $6,000. That was coming from uh, Chief Zemeska. Uh, he said five to 6,000, and then our police chief said six to 10 is the range that he wanted. So six is a doubling of the current number, which I think the voters can say, okay, it's been 20 years, that makes sense. So maybe we say 6,000 and then tie to a CPI on a go forward basis so that it's, depending on what inflation does, that, that'll go up incrementally. So it's still, you know, I, I think the, the main reason I'd want it, is, again, going back to police and fire, if there's an ambulance that's sitting needing a $5,000 repair <coughs> and we're waiting on the next council meeting, that, to me that that's, doesn't make sense. I mean, $6,000 too, when you look at our budget, it's a pretty de minimis level. Mike? Um, my one thought is, does it even belong in the charter? Uh, somebody made a recommendation of moving, removing section four and then giving that to council to review on a regular basis. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just bringing it up. And then looking back, you know, um, there were various proposals from the recreation director to public safety director, et cetera, you know, and some of them had uh, a scale. It wasn't one number. It was department heads X, mayor approval Y, and council approval Z. Yeah, I mean, those things, those are handled, the, the, the non-council <coughs> stuff is sort of handled, council can determine that. This is just 
trying to figure out what would council's upper limit be. Mandatory for just council. Not, this is just for not, council. Not yeah. uh, holistic across the board no, type. This thing. is just a council thing. You know that um, you brought up, Mike. The uh, repeat your first the comment again. I'm getting is it is uh, you know is this a charter issue anymore? That, oh, it's a question. I'm not saying I propose yeah, it or not so propose it. I, the director of purchasing, I think, brought that up as well. And my opinion on that, Mike, would be, yeah, that would be ideal. That would never pass. There's there's no way we could go from, yeah, you're at 3,000 to now, now it's, it's up to council to decide. Right. Good luck. I mean, that makes the most sense. But it's not going to pass. That'll never happen. Never happen. And so I guess looking at those numbers, you know, I, I kind of Dan's thing is the numbers that I have seen, they're in that six to 10,000 range and six has been mentioned or 6,500 has been mentioned by a, a variety of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Denise? I definitely like the increase. I just, I don't know what the appropriate range, I don't have the knowledge base to decide what the mm -hmm. appropriate money should be. Uh, increase for sure. Ten thousand popped into my head just because it's been since two thousand and three, and giving a little bit of cushion. I mean, six does make sense, but I mean, just to give a little extra. Mm -hmm. Joe, I would lean towards ten as well. I think we're nitpicking at really small amounts. Like the yeah. purchasing director had said, there were fifty-four purchases between there. Get get that out. <laughs> like, there's already complaints on the council being meetings being long and taken up by a lot of time and i just don't think those are impactful and so as a voter i'd be comfortable with them handling that money time. on my behalf okay eric i think it should be increased as well i like the six to ten range where in, in that range i don't really know but also i think it's a matter of how it's explained to the voters yeah you know you had brought up a sense of urgency voters can understand that right so I think they will vote for a higher number when that is properly explained yeah. to them. And I also think I think that as we explain, whatever, if if that goes forward and there's a particular number or an index or what, however it's you know determined that we get to those numbers, um, you know, I, I think it's easy to say, hey, this hasn't been increased in 20 years. We all know, you know, the cost of bread 20 years ago is a lot more than it or it's a lot more today than it was then, and we're just trying to kind of keep up with the times here um you know i mean until 2003 i think it was 500 if i'm not mistaken or a thousand I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was i mean it was really really low so um yeah so jessica yeah increase right around the same range everyone's talking so. okay no i actually don't know if it'll pass though even though i said i would put it on 10,000. i think people are more skeptical that's and don't do. have the perspective mm -hmm. of what actually Ten thousand dollars is a lot of money. To it a is. Lot of people. Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, for sure. That compared yeah. to fifty million dollars in budget, it's not. But compared to right. take home. So pay, the perspective, oh, yeah. I don't know. Is, yeah, it's yeah. always there. But again, you know, the vast majority of you know the public never been to a, any council meeting whatsoever. They have no idea or context of what yeah. the costs of running a government really are and what those bills come in at consistently. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, it's. Yeah, and I'd be interested in hearing from Beth and Laura on your thoughts because you're current council members yeah. as far as, you know, what do you guys, is it a burden? Is it, do you, do you feel like, oh, a better number would be great because we talk to less stuff? So um, from my point of view, and I'm a newer member of council, um, 
I do not feel as though um, we are bogged down um, by requests. They do um, move rather quickly. Um, but the fact that we're moving through them so quickly kind of indicates that perhaps they don't require the approval. One comment I think is really important, though, is awareness. So, like, um, I, I think that there is transparency and awareness that, as council people, we should have to be able to understand where the money is going, um, even when it is smaller. So something like, you know, um, the elevator breaks and we need it to be fixed, I feel like that doesn't necessarily need to wait. Um, you know, that's a break fix. It's We want our buildings to be in good repair. We want our residents to be able to go up and down with ease. Um, so I think that the number can be higher, but I don't want to lose the awareness um, of that kind of the, the differential between the 3000 and the, in my personal view, like 7500 bucks, right? Like, just tell us, you know, it could be just a bullet in our packets to say like, oh, and the elevator broke and we spent five grand. And you now still continue as a council person to have that visibility of like, oh, when someone says, hey, what happened to the elevator? You're not like, huh? Um, you have some awareness and you're like, yes, it was quickly fixed. We didn't have to wait until a council meeting right. to go through mm -hmm. that step. So in my opinion, um, it does need to be raised. I don't think it's because we're bogged down. I just think the cost of things and right. in some cases speed, the, the speed of our lives necessitates like let's keep it moving but keep the transparency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Laura. I think those are all good comments, Beth. I think... Um, Again, I agree we're not bogged down. Um, this is my 12th year on council, and I can think of, you know, on one hand, needing a special meeting to make an approval because of something that couldn't wait until, you know, the next council meeting. So it doesn't happen often. Uh, I think the fact of the price of things just purely going up is the reason why we should um, can, why you guys should consider raising this and um, but it hasn't bogged us down and I think it but it would make the department heads jobs a bit easier um, our council meetings are busy there's a lot going on and I think everybody works very hard if we can simplify for them a little bit I think that but that to me it's more about that versus it's not bogging council down if it could help the department heads I think right. that's more important than you know, we're yeah, here I mean, two times a month. Yeah. You know, I block my whole evening out. If I'm here until nine or ten or eleven, it's that evening is blocked. So it doesn't have to me. It doesn't have anything to do with getting through a council meeting quicker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that we all need to understand. Like the the limit is this really isn't a limit that is a council benefit. This is this is helping the department heads right. is what it's doing and. So everyone's aware, like, it's not like the department heads are just going to be blindly writing out $5,900 checks or whatever. Like, those still have to be approved by the mayor and finance director, so it's not like right. they have a, an open checkbook. So, um, again, to Laura and Beth's point, um, it really isn't anything that's necessarily helping council. Um, those things go pretty quickly, whether it's 3000 6000 10000 There's just not not that many things that are, are gonna bog it down but it, it really these are things that are helping the department heads um, department
department heads out to kind of expedite some of those things as opposed to having to take the extra step to run it through council basically would this be one about this would be one this like literally this would be taking what's currently written and Just scratching out three thousand and putting in, putting in some other number or if we go on a, a rob and stephanie's uh suggestion if there's a some sort of an index or or right. whatever um but that would require then you know some language changes that okay. you know we'd have to have to look at but um obviously there's a you know pretty a, a unanimous um thought to uh you know move forward and just figure out some sort of an expenditure limit or index to to use um and to uh you know keep moving forward on that one so we'll keep that one on the list um and uh you know where that falls on the uh priority scale we'll soon see okay uh that was that one um the next one um that was on our list that we haven't talked about um, because again, on the spreadsheet that was passed out, there's section five, the purchasing department suggestion, uh, which we already discussed. Uh, that one has kind of been, that one was already removed. Um, the next is in section six of article six, which is um, having a discussion if there's a need to update the language for the sale of municipal property and to potentially discuss the current $1,000 limit um, on that. Um, and I know that I had put uh, a couple of things. Let me just get to it here. Uh, where was it? Or maybe it was in. Bear with me one second. Ah, here it is. So on the sale of municipal property, the couple of things that <clears throat> came up when the director of purchasing was giving her report and recommendations. Um, currently, it says uh, under Section 6, at public sale, the director of purchasing may sell personal property not needed <laughs> for municipal purposes, having an estimated value of $1,000 or less without prior authorization and approval of council. So that's the current language. Um, what the director of purchasing had originally uh, recommended was to update the language to reflect the current procedures, something along the lines of at public sale via internet auction, the director of purchasing and the director of public service may sell personal property not needed for municipal purposes. Those articles of personal property deemed of no value or as unsafe by the director of purchasing and the director of public service shall be discarded either by means of recycling or by the city's solid waste disposal program. So um, in her uh, recommendation, uh, she eliminated the $1,000 or less language um, and also added in um, the role of the director of public service as somebody who can also um, determine, make those determinations on um, the sale of uh, personal property not needed. Um, so those were the, the two things that, uh, that she recommended. She also added in, um, in the very beginning, um, at public sale via internet auction. And I had commented, and I think someone else maybe did, of asking her whether that was 
as we talked about earlier, limiting language um, and whether that was really needed. Um, again, how it's done today is via internet auction, but that doesn't mean that that's going to be the prohibited from doing. Yeah, that we don't want to have her prohibited from doing it in some other form if there's another form out there. So I think if you recall, she did agree that, yeah, that would be a, a limiting type of thing. And then I had also brought up and then she she agreed and said, yeah, I, I did not write it correctly, which was when she was saying the director of purchasing and the director of public service, it really should be and or because it as it's written, that would one could say both of them would need to sign off on that, which is not how it is or how they want it to be. So it would be more of an and or um, for those two positions. Um, I like the language that she put in, um, and I think that having that limit of $1,000 is that that's a pretty low limit for stuff is she suggesting a different limit or is she in her recommendation she did not it it, it didn't have any um you know limit per se on there um and i i just don't recall offhand and i don't know if anyone on council would know like are those things like are there items that come up that are of major value like i mean i can't imagine anything like yeah, like there's nothing that's like five thousand dollars or more. Well, the fact that it's personal property is self-limiting. Yeah, it's it's going to be okay. relatively small yeah. stuff. Unless you're going to sell a fire truck. Like that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not like personal vehicles. property. Yeah, though. a fire truck wouldn't be considered personal property. So, um, well, yeah, and I guess the interesting part is you know it's a lot of like it's it's like it's like chairs bikes and bikes and, and, and tables. Yeah, tables, uh, furniture. Um, yeah, like, we're not talking like capital equipment yeah, that gets sold. That's the word. That's the word. Per Eric's statement, it's interesting that it says sale of municipal property and then it says sell of personal property. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just an interesting. So what happens to what happens to municipal property that is not personal property? So on the, you know, like on vehicles and stuff, you know, big stuff, they're usually trading things in. Right. No, but I, but I, what I'm saying is you're disposing of it no matter what, whether you're trading it in, whether you're selling it at auction or whatever. But to Mike's point, but, we probably should make that heading consistent with the verbiage underneath. I'm just asking a question now that it was brought up that if, that, so so if we're not selling something, we're trading it in, we're still selling it. We are not selling it at a public auction or a public thing, but we are selling it. You know, if I trade my car into an auto dealership, they're giving me a price, I'm receiving that, they're reducing my cost of the new vehicle, so that is a sale. So the sale of the trading in of a Chevy pickup truck to a car dealership Yeah, but that doesn't fall in this stuff. I, like, so or you just give an example. I'm trying to give okay. an example. Um that's that type of transaction is still a transaction a sale of municipal property because it doesn't say now it does say specifically if it is personal property they can sell anything they want for under a thousand dollars without the council approving it and if it's over a thousand dollars it doesn't really say the council does have to approve it you can make the assumption but it doesn't say who, yeah if it's less if it's less than a thousand council doesn't need to approve Right, but it doesn't say that if it's more, council does need to approve. Okay, so I think that's implied, it, though. With the prior but, authorization, yeah, at the end, so that's going to be implied. We would be approving any new purchase. Okay. Any new meaningful purchase, and I mean, cars is a bad example because a lot of times, we'll 
That's not an auction sale. Yeah, that's not an auction. So, but but say it's a baler. <laughs> say it's a baler, and we want to get a new one, and we trade in the old one with the new one. We're approving that as part of the purchase, a part as part of the contract, because that would be part of the contract for the purchase going forward. So I guess the question is, right? Does that answer your question? The, the, it does. The auction stuff is for things that are deemed less than a thousand dollars on their fa- that as it's currently stated. They can't. The, the things that go to auction are items that are less than a thousand dollars. A few years ago, now if they want if they want to sell something more than a thousand on an auction or some other way, they have to get council's approval. So literally, like if they want to sell three chairs that are a total of two hundred bucks, they put them on the auction. There's no issue. If they want to sell a chair that's worth two thousand dollars. And that's what they they don't they don't need it for municipal purposes, but the value is over a thousand. They have to get council approval to sell that in whatever format they want. So, your issue with and anyone's issues with higher values, that's how that is is handled currently. Right. And what are you? What's your what question? What are your what's the issue yeah. that you're having? No, I, well, I wonder if it needs to change. Is the first what? To anything what? Oh. on it? Um, you know, because she's not asking. She didn't ask for a change in the amount. Well, I do think that the one well, thing that limited, if limited. if there is a change, I do think that because the director of public service, he also or, or that position also is involved in that and can be involved in that. But right now, the the charter only says the director of purchasing, and that's really not what is. So I have a bigger concern of that the, the city employees are not following the charter because she says the recommended language is the current procedure, and the current procedure doesn't align with the charter procedure. Right. So that's a bigger problem to me than— Well, that's why she's saying it needs to be updated and changed. And But the fact that it is actually happening, right, is more concerning to me than changing the charter. Um, so, uh, you know, as I read it, it, it sounds like the change would be purchasing and or public service director could do this. Correct. And this other thing about no, deemed of no value or unsafe, it's not addressed in charter, so why address it in charter? Like, if you, if you think it's garbage, just get rid of it. I think that was her way to reword the... To get rid of the $1,000. Yeah. Because she may be saying, like, instead of being limited to $1,000, okay, she, what she's saying is, like, listen, there may be something that's worth $2,000, but it's unsafe or it's not needed. We don't need to burden council with that one. You see what I'm saying? Oh, but that she, would, would that even be possible? What's that? That something worth $2,000 would be unsafe. Well, I think it's I probably more of... <laughs> no, no, no. I think no, we're getting way into the weeds here. It's right. not being used by the city. Right, and the key right. word is in the current, <laughs> where it says may sell. It doesn't say you have to sell things worth it. Well, of course not. It may sell because it, it, right, so if someone may it, not want it. <laughs> if you think it's worth, a, if it's worth, if it's $2,000 but it's unsafe, it, you don't have to sell it. You don't even have to go through the process. It, it doesn't, there's nothing that says they can't discard I know, but what they're saying is they can't sell it right now without council approval. That's what she's trying to get at. She would like to attempt to sell it. Whether someone buys it or not is a totally different thing. 
Right now, she can't sell it because it's over two thousand because it's over a thousand dollars. I think we're honing in on the unsafe instead of the city's not using it anymore. Try to get money yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of requests for like this two thousand to three thousand ish range? Like, is it a, no? I don't recall it's just, any. It's, it's a, I think it's more of a convenience. I think it just helps the processing for Becky and Ron. I shouldn't say Becky and Ron, for the purchasing director and the service director to get rid of things that we don't need around here that are not going to harm anybody <laughs> in, yeah. in, out there. So I think it's just an, it would help from an administrative function. That's it. Mm-hmm. Keeping a number on there kind of, because Beth talked about transparency and how people like to see what's being disposed of, what's going on. So I thought maybe if there was a number there, that would help them a little bit and not give them just kind of full discretion to deem what is not used anymore. Or unsa- so I don't, mm-hmm. as a as a citizen, I'd kind of like to know what is going to be there up to a certain range. I mean, right. if it's $500, $200, it's an old gym bike, I, I don't care. But if we're at that like $5,000 range, I don't want to know. And it does say estimated Curiosity, value, maybe. You know? I don't know. <laughs> An estimated, right. Yeah, because, I mean, it says estimated now because I, you don't really know what it's worth till you put it to auction. Right. Right. Whatever. I'll just say this is a very low priority for me. So yeah. I'm, I'm just you know what? Right Dan, now. I've talked about it a lot, but I agree with you. And if we were going to change it, I could add and or, but I wouldn't go. I don't think it's necessarily to change the verbiage of amounts or yeah. anything else about Internet or anything like that. But at the bottom of my list is this. It sounded like, though, and or public service director is necessary, though. Well, because they are doing it. So that yeah, might yeah. be a little mm-hmm. bit different on a priority yeah. level because this is right. what the charter says and this is yeah. what in practice is. Or I, that's where I would I, I would say if that if this is something that's gonna go forward, I mean it's low on my priority list, it's not the lowest, but it it's it's down there. But um, I think that you could keep all the other language that's currently on there and but just adding at public sale, the director of purchasing and or the director of public service and leave it at that. Like literally add and or director of public service to how it's currently written. And that would be my suggestion. Yeah, and my question is, is it, is it an operational issue? Like if, if the Listen, this doesn't happen very often. It happens a couple of times a year that they do it. And so, you're talking literally like $1,000 that gets sold. And can't the public service director just go to the, the purchasing director and say, hey, can you list this at auction for me? Well, yeah. I mean, that that's what happens. That's right. Yeah. So it works right now. It does work. And all that she was saying was... She doesn't want to do it. No, that? no, 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 no. It's taking a step, potentially. It's saying instead of me doing it, you can also do it, Director of Public Service. You don't have to come to me. You just put it out there. If it's $1,000 or less, be done with it. And I think she was also trying to get a, get away from the $1,000 limit. Yeah. Looked like Because she specifically did not list any... Dollar amount. Dollar amount in there. So if Ron so. wants to sell a $1,200 tractor, he can just go do that. He's not. No, not currently. He's, not currently. A, he's yeah. got to take it to purchasing, who then yeah. has to go to council because there's a $1,000 limit. That's what hoping that, yeah. You, he wants to eliminate all of that yep. and just say, Ron, just go ahead and put it on Ron there. It's $1,200 and yeah. be done with it. Okay. That's what she's looking at doing. So that's kind of the thought. Denise? I don't care. (laughs) 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 Teresa. Sorry, that was bad. Whichever direction. But, I mean, I understand the and or public service, but it's not like. Yeah, it's not high on the list. Okay. Jill? I actually liked this change. Okay. Yep. The one that the finance director, I mean, the director of purchasing gave. Okay. All right, Eric? I think the and or in raising the limit is appropriate. Okay. And or, same page. Okay. 
Okay. Well, we'll kind of put this one on, and again, we'll see how that one um, ranks out, and um, you know, we'll go from there. So that's the sale of inventory. So and or and director of service, right? And then maybe a limit question. Okay. All right, uh, moving right along. Almost done, folks, almost done. Okay, um, we have two more items on here. Um, we talked about clarifying language for purchasing director and contracts previously. And then, um, so now we're on Article 11, the Charter Review Commission. Um, this one um, we talked about last time. This is um, a discussion of the, <laughs> if there's any, a val um, valid reason to update the number of years that the Charter Review Commission is uh, required to meet is currently at 10 years. Um, and this one, um, when we last discussed, vast majority really didn't see any need to, but um, there were a couple that were um, pretty uh, passionate about it so um, as you guys let me passionately go for the Board of Zoning Appeals um, <laughs> I said it's only fair to keep that one on there for uh, the, uh, the final closing argument by our passionate folks on that one so um, I don't recall exactly who they were um, I think maybe Eric was one of I them okay and uh, I can't remember who the other one was so I apologize but um, I did have two um, highlighted ones on there so I'll let whoever those two were uh, Eric and whoever the other one was uh, you have the floor <laughs> Well, passionate is a very strong word, <laughs> but you know, the first of all, how many in this meeting, how many times did 10 years be referenced? Four or five of them people referenced 10 years in this very meeting. Mm -hmm. um, cities don't have a 10 years typically between their charter reviews. That's very uncommon. And every once in a while, people say, well, council can put something on the ballot. Uh, residents can put something on the ballot. Those are arguments against having a charter review committee in the first place. So the question comes down to is what is an appropriate interval? And I can't sit here and say that I know, but the fact is, is 10 years is an outlier uh, compared to other communities. Uh, compared to back in 1962 or whenever this was first approved, um, things moved at a much slower pace. And in fact, the first charter review for Brexville was not 10 years, it was seven. So even the authors of the charter apparently didn't feel comfortable with 10 years, at least for the first charter review. Um, so while I wouldn't necessarily say we should do it every two years, every four years, but I'm thinking 10 years is a very long time, as has been discussed in virtually every single meeting we've had. I don't know who the other one was. I don't recall. I think of the hours spent, you know, getting the commission together, all of our time here, and, you know, the charter hasn't changed that much since it was originally, you know, um, initiated. So, pretty confident in the verbiage that is in there. And, you know, I don't see a need to change the 10 years. I really don't. Um, I'm confident with the foundation and then the changes along the way and I don't know I think our, our time can be spent you know in the community making other changes as opposed to um, you know looking at the charter every five years six years seven years so 
I'm good with the time. Oh, and another point is the voters like what the charter review comes up with. The vast majority of things proposed to the voters pass, and sometimes by a very, sure. very large margin. Yep. So these are things that council never came up with. These are items that citizens initiative never came up with, but yet the charter review commissions over the years have come up with, presented them to the voters, and the voters have responded in a very positive way. Mm -hmm. um, I would argue that that's a reflection of the passage of the 10 years. That, you know, it's been 10 years and now we've reviewed it, done a formal process, and we've identified these things. I think if you have the charter review more frequent, I think the number of issues will actually go down mm -hmm. that need to be brought to the voters. Right, but we're actually talking about limiting issues. Greg is talking about, okay, what issues would we like to bring about the, to the voters, but we're going to take off because we don't want to present too many of them at yeah. one time. Well, I think so that my number, you know, if I were to come up with a number, my number would be eight, uh, because it's not a drastic change from the 10, but edits a little bit more frequently. Fair enough. Joe? I don't know. I probably am still a no, but I think those are all very good points. Okay. I don't think a small change would hinder anything, but I think the 10 seems okay to me. Teresa? I'm comfortable with leaving it at 10. Understand the pace of life could lend it to discussion of shrinking it a little bit, but I don't think it's necessary. Okay. I think Eric makes good points, but I'm good with 10. Okay. Mike? Um, I, I'm glad we do it. I think it's necessity. I think that, Eric, you brought up some good points that the Charter Commission does put forward things typically every time they meet. I don't oh, sure. think anybody's on to go, hey, this is great, we're not going to change it. Mm -hmm. um, for me, they're random arbitrary numbers to begin with, um, but I think it's a good process. I think it's great we have a process uh, to do this every 10 years. Eric got me a little closer to thinking maybe we should do it more often, but I'm still okay with 10. Uh, reasons being, we did talk about, you know, citizens and council could bring things to the, to the voters to propose on, on in, in that 10-year interim. Um, but I also look at the, you know, half a dozen things we're considering bringing forth. And if none of these happen, I think we still have a very good charter and a well-run city. So it's, it's good we have the process. I, I'm, I'm just a traditionalist, so, you know, 10 years seems to be working. And, and we still have, again, opportunities to bring forth uh, changes to the charter in that 10 years. So I'd rather focus on some of the other items, and I'm good with 10. Okay. Steph? I'm good with 10 as well, but I do see your position. Yeah. Rob? Ten's fine. Okay. Greg, you want to ask our audience out there? Yeah, they're, they're overwhelming. <laughs> they're overwhelming. overwhelming. Really important. Yes. Hey, Facebook comments they're coming in? They're, they're <laughs> silent on the issue. <laughs> um, council, any comment? I, I, I think, um, Dan, I think your comment was a good one that, you know, we will run the city very effectively even if no changes were made. Um, Eric, I do appreciate your comments as well, but I, I don't think we're being hindered by this commission only getting together 10 years. I, I would tend, tend to agree um, with that as well. Um, you know, every city's different in how they operate, how they're set up, um, the reasons why one's 10, one's four, one's five and a half, whatever the, the numbers are, every, everyone's kind of different. <laughs> um, you know, I've been involved now in the last two. Um, and again, like, 
a lot of these things are I would consider, you know, brush ups. Um, are they, you know, it like Dan said, if any of these things were, if we decided, you know, we didn't want to do any of these, I think we're we're fine. I mean, there's certain things that we'd like to clean up and tighten things up. Um, and even in the the last one, there was a couple of material ones that actually structurally needed to change because of how things operate um you know with reporting to mayor or mayor hiring and firing and directors hiring and firing and all that kind of stuff it there were some things that were not in alignment and and that just did not work in today's day and age with a full-time mayor as opposed to when it was originally set up so those are our major things that you know need to need to you know be, be brought up and and they typically are um and i i just think that you know we're in we're in a good spot right now with the ten years. Um, I don't I don't see it as anything that need that is broken and that needs to be needs to be fixed at, at this point. But um, you know everyone's opinions are uh, duly noted, and um, with all the responses, we're gonna lop that one off uh, off the list as well. Um, Last one on the list is Article 12 in the miscellaneous section, um, which was the um, overall gender-neutral language improvements, um, typos, um, numbering uh, mistakes. Um, basically, uh, the law director had previously provided us um, some other examples that are that have been passed in other charters um, and that have been um, held up in court that basically can apply to um, the entire charter where both council and law director and some of them um, you know coordinate together um, so that no material issues are changed in the language of the charter or structure but it's literally just going through and hammering out you know, typos, gender neutral, numbering issues. We, we did notice that there were a few things in, in ours that are um, either typos or, or not numbered uh, correctly. Um, that in or, instead of making the changes section by section, which would be a disaster trying to get that all done, um, this would kind of override, potentially override, um, uh, you know, the, the entire charter could then be kind of reviewed, edited by the law director, approved with council, um, and making sure that, um, you know, nothing materially is, is, is changed. Um, again, that was a suggestion that was brought up uh, because the last thing that has been approved on here was sort of a um, gender-neutral language on a go-forward basis. So anything that would be approved after, I don't know what year it was, uh, 03 or 93, um, it was, you know, any new things to the charter must be gender-neutral. Well, um, what is potentially being considered would be an amendment that would, again, allow people to go through, review the whole document, fix what needs to be fixed, and, you know, Take care of typos and so on and so forth so it wouldn't just be go forward uh, type of information um, so that was kind of what was originally i think that was maybe our first or second meeting that was discussed and i know that the law director sent out some stuff and i can get that info all back to us as we if it's something we want to discuss further so i'll just start down there with rob uh, thoughts on that it, 
it's a no-brainer just to get it done, I think. Okay. Steph? I'm all for it as well. And there's a lot of he's, too. So if you look at the mayor or the finance director, as a woman and as yeah. mother of a daughter, yeah. I think that should well, be... Well, that's the that's point. Yeah. In, instead of, yeah. you know, because, I mean, if we you just took one back. section, I mean, right. you'd have tons and tons of things that would have to be approved and changed, you know, as opposed to we can if one thing can be passed and then they can correct. review it and correct it and then it's done. And the numbering kind of bothers exactly. me sometimes yeah. looking at things. Yeah. So I would like to have it all. Yep. Yeah, no, to me, I mean, as a man, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to say the mayor is always going to be he, right? It very well could be next mayor is a, a she. So just to clarify, though, you talk about, you know, frequency of meeting, gender neutral, I mean, going back 10 years ago, no one would have thought they, them type stuff. Right. You're seeing some of that. Is that just to clarify what gender neutrality means? Is that just... I'll leave that to the law director. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get down that, that one either, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, you bring that up. I mean, some people may hear that and think sure. that's that where, where we're going. So um, just as we message things out, I maybe yeah. maybe use that as uh, an example where it says the mayor and he right. several times and the after. the finance director and he. And I think, yeah. isn't the finance director a... Oh, yeah, for right. a long so, time. Yeah. yeah. So long just kind of, again, yeah, so I think we just have to think about how we message that and, and clarify. Yep. Uh, but overall, yeah, clean it up, make it make sense. I'm going to absolutely pursue, and I, the gender neutral is a, like, what does that really mean? Um, but yeah, I think we should do it. It's ridiculous that it's mm -hmm. not. Okay. Denise? I think we should do it. Bravia Heights passed it, and I think it will be a no-brainer. Yep. I agree. No-brainer. Okay. I actually like I'm not into this one okay. I could read a document <laughs> I don't know why this one's always I could read a document and understand that it was yep. written a the while mayor ago. is whoever is in a in the elected position so to me I think it's a lot of rework for not a lot of benefit to anybody but that's just my it, it, it just doesn't bother me doesn't in bother the least me. and I don't think there's inefficiencies <laughs> to how we govern if right. this doesn't go like, on yeah, yeah. Your point. Like, yeah. to me it's just, it's just but it, yeah but if to me it's a non-issue but if we could clean it up and it does make things a little bit better and this is our shot I don't think it does though but that's just me I don't think it makes anything better but it's not like this is gonna cost us a lot of money to do so no. See, I think it. it will I mean really? I think that's a lot okay. of updates Right from a legal perspective, from what he has said, I think so. There's a lot of cover. Like you really have to compare and make sure that nothing has changed. And I think this would be the most detail-oriented thing that we have hmm. on there, in my perspective. Okay. Could <laughs> be. Um, Dr. Maddie said it. He had to do that when it was one of his jobs, right? Didn't he say one of his first jobs is he had to. Redo all that. I wouldn't want to do it. Well, he was also yeah. talking about going through the code. That was the code. Right. Because I had talked to ask him. Yeah, that's when he brought the up the thing. bundle. It's the same process, though. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Shorter document, but yeah. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Would this include page numbers on the bottom of the it's, journal? Yeah, it's it's everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's numbering. It's Roman numerals. Um, spelling errors. Spelling errors. Yeah. Compound, compound words, words that don't exist. They take care of the gender neutrality as well. Yeah. Yeah. Council. Okay. So that one. Um, that one will keep on then as well. Okay. So I think if I added correctly, that leaves us with seven potential. Is that where we're at? Let me see. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I have, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. I have uh, Article Three Mayor Residency Requirements. I have. Um, Article Five, Section Two, the finance director role in contracts. Uh, 
I have section nine, the five verse four council votes to remove um, the a member from the uh, Recreation Commission. I have article six finances, section four, the expenditure limits. Then I have section six, uh, the updated language for sale of municipal property with purchasing director or service director. Then I have section eight, clarify language for the purchasing director and contracts. And then article 12, gender neutral language improvements to whole charter. Am I missing anything or did I? That's was that what incorrect? I had. That's, That's seven, added. right? Seven, yeah. Okay, so we are down to seven potential things. Um, what I'll do is um, I have it written out with, uh, or uh, I'll pass out this to everybody, and you can, if you want to do it now and just give them back to me, that's great. Or um, you know, bring it at the next meeting is fine too. Um, but I would like to kind of tally up everyone's thoughts in a in a ranking system. Um, this this chart that I have has has all of the eleven that we originally were starting with today. Um, so why don't I just pass this out and then you guys can scratch out the ones that are no, and we'll review those just one more time so that everybody's got. Pass it down. Make sure I got yeah, one. Yeah, one. One more. I just didn't want to do it one at a time. Yeah, one more. One more. You, Denise. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna cross out the ones that didn't make the list, right? Then rank them. So we'll cross off um, HR. So hold on. Let's see. So. Article 5, uh, Section 2, which is the HR, we can kill off that one. Um, the Any Cause, scratch that one out. Um, the Alternates, scratch that one. Uh, the Charter Review, second to last one. I think that's it, right? That leaves us seven. So if everyone could rank... Um, starting with your your highest priority one being uh, number one obviously and then least priority being number seven so one through seven um, rank them pass them down you don't have to put your name or anything on that and then I'll just kind of tally them up for the next meeting and um, we'll be uh, good to go on that that'll give us an idea of um, you know where everyone's thoughts of priorities and so on and so forth is that yep Unless I'm counting wrong, there's 12 on this list and 11 on this list. Yeah, because the original list had um, the combination of section four and five. Oh, and you just that was deleted out because she changed her recommendation Got it. on Perfect. that. Perfect. Thank you. <clears throat> Does that make sense? And two of these are kind of like one and the same. The the purchasing director and finance director roles. So those are the those would just both they're both under separate sections though, so yeah. they have to be listed separately. And those were <coughs> in the contract discussion that the purchasing director yeah. had, and then there would be sort of the same uh, review of the finance director role in contracts. Can I make those like three A and three B, and then whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> floats your boat, Dan? Whatever, okay. however, <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. Here. Because again, they are kind of the same. So, do you want us to put our names on these? You don't have anonymous. You don't have to put your names on it. I'll well, put mine on. Okay, while you're doing that. Yep. I think we had our next meeting on February twenty second, and that is the state of the city. I think we have one earlier than that. Hold on. I think there's. Oh, I think. Yeah. 
right, let's go. Let me get that one. Okay. Stay of the city. Is that at night? Okay. Um, yeah, we'll 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 go over uh, those as well here shortly. Um, seeing as there's nobody in the public here, we don't have any public discussion and comments. Um, and I've not received, and I don't think uh, Kristen's received any further emails or communications from anybody yet. And if anything comes in, we'll let you know. Um, I don't really have any other uh, chairman's comments other than um, just to go over um, our next meeting is Monday, February 6th at 6.30 p.m. Um, so that one is confirmed. Now, the Wednesday, February 22nd, you're saying that's uh, that state of the city. So you guys wouldn't be here and mayor wouldn't be here. So we probably should look to schedule a different date. Isn't that actually held here or no? No, that's at the um, Human Services. Oh, yeah. That's a big shindink. Yeah, I just double-checked. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, you're, you're correct. It is. Let's look... Um, During that week, um, you guys have council what on the twenty first, right, Laura? Council on the twenty first and planning commissions on the twenty third. So twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third. Not so good. Not so good. The um, twentieth is President's Day, but I don't know if yeah, no, that matters it, it, or not. Okay. How about um, what does everyone's schedule look like for? Um, let me just make sure Monday the twenty seventh. There's Recreation Commission. Okay. <laughs> well, there's always a Border Commission meeting somewhere. <laughs> Would the week before work? <coughs> so me. we're meeting the 6th, right? And then it'd be... Uh, so you're saying, 13th. what, the week, the week of the 13th? 13th? Let me see. About... Um, you want to spend about, Valentine's Day together? <laughs> how about the 15th? Oh, 15th? 15th fine. I can't do yeah. that. Can you do the 15th or not? Dan? I, I can make the 15th work. Mike? Yes, sir. Denise? Yes. I don't think I can. Teresa can't. Okay. Jill? Not my preferred, but I could probably make work. Okay. I'm pretty sure I can. Okay. All right. Um, let's just throw a couple other dates out there. Um, how about uh, the 13th? BZA. Oh, BZA. Okay. I'll be in here. That's in here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, how about, no, I can't do that one. About the 28th. 28th? That was right for me. How about Tuesday the 28th? I may not, but okay. that's okay. Okay. Let's look at the Eric. basketball game. I should be good. Okay, Joe. I could do the 28th. Teresa? I can do the 28th. I can do the 28th. I'll be out of town on the 28th. Okay. Well, and we're definitely having it then. <laughs> 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 I'm going to the 28th. That's fine. Rob, okay. Whatever works for you guys. Okay, let's do, because um, it doesn't, you said, the does someone say the 27th didn't work? Was that? That was the, it's BZA. The BZA. Oh, BZA. Yeah. Okay. 27th was first. Rec Commission, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Where's Rec Commission meet? The, There's like it's three the microphone here. system, right? Oh, okay. And the having it live streamed. I'm not sure right. we can accommodate both at the same both. time. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. 
So, um, so you got your choices, 15th or whatever the other one was. Was it 15th 28th or 28th? 28th? Who couldn't make it on the 15th? One, and then... And wasn't Jill's prefer? Is there a time issue, or just you don't you have something scheduled that night for fifteenth? Yeah, I thought you said thirteenth. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Maybe I did say the thirteenth. I don't know. I think I thought we were doing thirteenth, so maybe I fifteenth. Fifteenth, I could do. Okay, fifteenth okay. is good. Not Eric, fifteenth. Yeah. Okay, Teresa, fifteenth or no? Uh, that's where I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I can do fifteenth. Good, 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 good. good. All right, let's do the fifteenth then, because I don't think I. So that is uh, Wednesday the 15th, and 6.30 works. Okay, so uh, Monday, February 6th at 6.30, and then Wednesday, February 15th at 6.30 will be the next two, uh, next two meetings. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, I, again, I'll get the info, some of the stuff that needs to go uh, to the board and commission folks. Um, we'll get some input from Dave on a couple of the things, and um, we can also uh, start working on, at a certain point, the suggestion letter to city council for the HR position. Um, does anybody else have any other matters that we need or need to discuss? Good. You want to pass down your homework here? <laughs> Oh, Mike, you're putting way too much thought into it. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Everyone's got theirs. Okay. Uh, with that, I will make a motion to adjourn. Do I hear a second? Second. I second. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I second. Yes. Okay, you're in, you're in there. Yeah, you got you. Okay, roll call. Bartos. Yes. Bender. Yes. Berlin. Yes. Golic. Yes. Lesh. Yes. Mansfield. Yes. Church. Yes. Scalejack. Yes. Vita Cloud. Yes. Great. Thank you. Good work today, guys. All right. Good. It's cool to see you kind of come into focus, you know?